Hey guys, welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson. I'm here in Laramie, Wyoming, and I'm excited to bring you some more action sports content, guys. Like, I have been out and about really busy over the last like six to nine months. I was finishing up school last semester and working a job and just something had to go. So I wasn't able to start season two then. And then this summer I was working a full-time job and I was in Washington, DC, working for the American Trucking Associations out there, trying to get a resume builder and some experience in the uh, marketing field. So that was awesome. And I'm really fortunate to have that experience. And now I'm finally back finishing up school and I don't have a job right now. And I'm able to do these podcasts again and I am so excited to be doing them again. I just love hanging out and talking with different action sports athletes. So today I uh, hit up my friend Matthew Wilcox. He's a writer for um, Palo Peralto Skateboards. And yeah, he I met him at Woodward. He's just an amazing vert skater. And there's not that many vert guys out there anymore. So I thought it'd be an awesome time to uh, talk to him about how he got into it and his experience as a skateboarder and being on Pal Peralta with all these other legends like Andy Anderson and Christopher Hyatt. So he had some amazing things to say and some crazy stories. So without further ado, thank you guys for tuning in again. And I can't wait to bring you some more podcasts, but let's get into this episode. Roll the intro. It's the Outlook Podcast. Who are you at the Outlook Podcast? Yeah. Just, just right here, we're talking to cool Matthew, welcome. It's going pretty good. Just uh, went to work, came home, uh, did some workouts and just chilled kind of. Yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. I'm excited to be doing these again and coming back with some Outlook Industries podcast for you guys. And yeah, I have Matthew Wilcox on here. He is a skateboarder from California, right? Yep. Uh, Simi Valley, California. Haven't really left. Still live here. Um, oh. Cool. So how long have you been skating? Uh, I'd say like, let me just do the math real fast. 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. You like, I don't know. I, I, I met you for like a week in person and just watching you ride vert, like nobody really rides like transition and vert as much anymore, especially from like out east or like in the midwest where like i'm from i don't see it hardly ever i see lots of street skating so it was really refreshing to see your style and you're just like your performance as far as like just going big is nuts to me so i just wanted to have you on here and talk to you about like how you kind of got into that and how you chose that over like say like street okay not gonna lie like straight up what inspired me to do very like the first time is i saw danny way do mega or whatever Right. It was the contest where he broke his ankle and he straight up, he taped his ankle like around like four times. And the doctor said, don't do this run. You're messed up. And then he went back and did the run and won. So like, That's so nuts. And me- Mega is like even crazier than Vert, in my opinion. So Do you, do you know what I just contest like, that was? I saw those dudes flying. Uh, I'm not really sure. Let me... Might be able to find this real fast. Yeah, let me look too. I'm just. <sighs> Danny Way breaks his ankle. I, sh- I swear okay. I've seen it. 
2008. 2008. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's about the time where I was pretty big into skateboarding, actually. Because that's what I did originally. Like my dad was a big skateboarder, so I got into skateboarding first. And gosh, I just have a love for that sport. Um, but so you saw that, and you're like, I want to do that someday. And then you just started sk- skating vert, and the rest is history. Is that how it works? Yeah. I, I mean. I didn't really, like, start skating immediately after seeing that. Right. Like, uh, I had, like, a little penny board that I... Okay, I was walking down Venice Beach with my dad, and uh, I saw, like, a penny board, because they have, like, tons of little skate shops on, like, just on the side. Right. And I, like, begged him for it, and he ended up getting it for me. So, technically, my first board, it's not, like, a penny board. It was, like, some weird knockoff brand. Right. But I was so hyped, and then uh, I'd say like about a year after, he took me to a real skate shop, and then um, I got a Zero board, the original Zero uh, Skull graphic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that was like my first legit board, and like the same day I was at that skate shop, I remember Day One Song was there, and he was signing a like whatever you wanted him to sign no way and he did like a little skate uh like skate jam thing and right i got him to sign my hat i still have that hat to this day yeah what a legend to have just be there when you're getting your first board that's nuts so growing up where did you where did you grow up so um like the first skate park i ever went to was uh santa clarita skate park but there's like a gigantic new one there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. There used to be a way tinier one before that. Still really good skate park in my opinion. Right. But uh they demolished that one, but then they they ended up like just making that way better one later on, so Right. Yeah, just so skated that for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's crazy because I've been to Santa Clarita and that that skate park's really cool, but it's obviously like brand new, or I guess not brand new because like it's been there for a while, but new as in not fourteen years old. <laughs> but when did I, you like, start remember. on the vert journey? When did you start doing that stuff? Pretty pretty early, like when I was skating Santa Clarita. They didn't have any vert, but they had a bunch of pools, and the pools, like, they were pretty big. I was, like, a super little kid, so, like, I imagined them a lot bigger than what they were. But, right. uh, I don't know, I just, I had I had my pads, my elbow pads, knee pads, and my helmet. and would just ride the pool all day. Like, the one time I tried riding the little two-foot, I broke my arm, like, super early. <laughs> yeah. Probably, like, second year in. Yeah. Did that and, discourage uh, you at all? Because for my me, mom it was, was like not hyped. Yeah, for me, it was like I started skating, and then I like got good enough to like I got ollies and shoves and all that stuff, and then I like started wanting to go to the skate park and drop in and stuff, and I just could not figure it out. Ended up like breaking my tailbone and then like not skating for like a year. Uh, it it did not discourage me. I was like that little kid who just would just send it on everything. And get yeah. hurt, and then like just try to like learn from that or whatever. Yeah, I remember even with my cast, I would still be at the skate park like every day. I, I can't nuts. believe my dad like even allowed me, but uh... <laughs> yeah. Did your mom or dad skate at all? Yeah, um, 
back in the 70s, my dad used to have like a little wooden board with the... I think they used to have clay wheels back then, and it's just like oh, a like little the tiny... sidewalk surfer No one. nose. Yeah, no nose, just clay wheels, hit a rock, you're gonna die. Right. But, uh, he, he said he was fully into skating, but what, he found motocross, and then like went fully into that. Oh, and, really? Uh, is he still he, doing that? Yeah, he like... Uh, nah, once he got like to an older age, he... Well, kind of early on in his motocross thing, he uh, broke his hip like doing the races, because he was super into the racing. Right, yeah, like the and, uh After that, he like kind of stopped, because then he got into the sound business and started doing his like legit job as a sound man. So... He kind of slowed gotcha. down on it. He'd still, like, ride the motorcycle and can do wheelies and stuff, but... Right. Yeah, because I know there's down. a lot of those people out in that area, because, like, Axel Hodges and uh, Jared McNeil, um, both of those guys live out in, like, Temecula, so... I know it's definitely, like, everything's in, like everything action sports is in Southern California, so... It's a place to be. That's, a, that's an that, awesome yeah, place I've, to grow up. I've been very blessed to be out here, because... I don't even have to go far, and there's just skating everywhere. Right. Where are the, like, vert ramps? Because I feel like it's hard to learn that, because there are just not that many in existence anymore. It was, like, pretty weird early on. Basically, my home skate park for, like, 10 years, this is, like, after I moved out of Santa Clarita and moved to Simi. Uh, Simi Valley had a skate park called Skate Lab. Rest in peace, it's gone now. Yeah, my favorite skate, skate park lab. ever. Never had a vert ramp, but it had like a pretty decent bowl. And that's where I like really started grinding, like figuring out that I wanted to do vert. Because I just, I was just better at vert than street. And right. I used to do this contest named Castle. Rest in peace, Sonia, the person who put it on. She was super cool. Oh, um, yeah. Because um, D- Tristan does Castle too, right? I think he's done a couple of those comps. Oh, uh, Tristan from Woodward. Tristan, like, yeah, I can't someone we go or whatever his last name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just super into them. My dad was like, "You should do all of the whatevers," because I only wanted to do bowl. But right. uh, he talked me into doing street and the half pipe and the pool, and I ended up doing better in street than the pool. But like, I was still just way like into, more way more into the pool. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of a struggle growing up because, like, the area I'm in has never had a vert ramp in my entire life until right. last year or, like, two years. Um, we just uh, we'd go up north to San Diego because they always had a good vert ramp. Yeah. Or because uh, uh, San Diego had YMCA and a whole bunch of other ones. Is that the Claremont or, uh, one? Woodward. Yeah, Claremont. Claremont's always had a good vert ramp. The other YMCA skate park had a good vert ramp. Is it that got the downsized. One? No, yeah, the Escondidas that... one just got one. They just got. It. They just built the vert ramp. No, nah, they used to have a humongous one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah, like it was huge. Uh, right now, it's like a sort of like a mini vert. Like it's still vert, but uh, it used to be 14 feet and like I think had like a 15 foot extension. It had a humongous roll in. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah. He, my my dad's like. Basically, the reason I even got good at vert because he just dragged me every weekend up north or 
any time a castle contest went to Woodward West, like I'd be there. Yeah, right. And because uh, West, how far is that from where you're at? Two hours. Uh, two hours and like twenty minutes, maybe and a half or something. It's not like too bad, but it's because I know lots far. of people come up there just to ride that vert ramp because it's apparently pretty good. Yeah, I love that vert ramp. I grew up skating that thing, but it's like sort of a death trap with how slippery it is. Yeah, so it's we, true. we always have to wash it or whatever. But yeah, no, I I was I'd watching be there you. just because you air higher than anybody else, dude. Like, is that just? I, I assume that just comes with getting comfortable with it. Yeah, um, I used to have this really cheesy nickname, like, back in the castle days. They'd call me Big Air Wilcox or whatever. Yeah. And uh, literally, I just kind of grew up doing the airs and pools. And just any big pool, like, usually pools that have the coping or whatever, because they're yeah, usually gotcha. bigger. Did you ever and get the chance to ride that? I just kind of got comfortable. Did you get a chance to ride that mega ramp, the Woodward West one? Or any, for that matter? Yeah. Oh, way back, uh, I went the weekend that Tony, uh, not Tony, like, uh, Tom Shard did the first 1080. They built wow. this giant roll-in over the middle. Uh, do you know how that mega ramp had three gaps? Yeah. They built a roll-in on the middle gap so he could roll over backwards to do the 1080. Oh, wow. And Back when uh, that we had like a little like vert, all the vert kids crew that would like go there during the weekend and right try to like get better or whatever. He was the best one by far because he's doing ten eighties and stuff. Right. But uh, I ended up being able. I jumped it once and then did the air, and they called that like a full pole or whatever. Right. And yeah. then yeah, because. The like the gap's scary, but then the quarter at the other hand, end I've heard is like ridiculously terrifying. Yeah, I saw some really, really gnarly slams on it. Well, I feel like, like you can pretty uh, easily people... just popped a flat. Yeah. Probably one of my worst falls, like in skateboarding. I didn't break anything, but I remember I was like pretty jacked up after. Was yeah. doing the gap and then doing an air after, and I literally went straight to flat almost. Right. I'm lucky I didn't break anything, but uh, not the scariest was when people uh would land on the coping because I've seen it like twice, and both times they broke something. It was bad. Yeah, because you 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 land on the coping, you like air eight feet out, hit the coping, and then bounce to flat. So. Yeah. Oh, that sound! Oh, that just hurts me. Because the same thing in like snowboarding and stuff. When I see half pipe competitions and they just like clip the top, it just looks so painful. Snowboarding's crazy. I just saw like recently that guy did the biggest air on the snowboarding, I think ever during like the X Games. Oh uh, yeah. It was some um, uh, Japanese snowboarder. It was nuts. It was like over twenty feet for sure. Yeah, and like, uh, let me let me see if I can find this. This, this pretty guy. sure it was at the recent Olympics, maybe X Games. The Beijing, uh, twenty four really feet four inches. That's so crazy. That's so that's nuts. Like, 
you're airing the quarter pipe over the quarter pipe. Like Yeah. Oh, easily. Um Let me see how this Yeah, it's just that's that's insane. Well it's the same thing with like they put half or the quarter thing in X Games for Motocross. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, where they uh they got like the quarter and then like on the side they have the dirt landing. The dirt landing. And they just yeah. go as they're as like high pushing as they possibly 50 can. feet. It's nuts. <laughs> that like that's like one of the reasons I didn't really go into motocross because my dad was super into it and he really wanted me into it. But I took like a pretty bad slam on a not even a dirt bike. It was a quad. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, get me back on my skateboard. Yeah, exactly. I don't need this uh, thing that's heavier than me falling on me when I fall. That's how I think about it. It's like, I know some of those guys, I've had a couple of those FMX guys on here and talking to them. It's just like, you mess up a little bit and you like have to bail and you're breaking both your legs. Like there's no safe way out and it's just terrifying. Yeah. I, I almost feel like even the BMXers have like a similar story because I've seen them mess up and they have like airtime and they just look and they're like, Oh man, what yeah, can I do? Prepare to get absolutely bodied. I've, uh, that's the one. Sorry. No, you're good. I've had a lot of interest in like the mountain biking freestyle recently. Oh, and that, that stuff's nuts too. Like it's, it's like the BMX, but just on the, the bigger dirt jumps. Yeah. I had like, uh, I was going to Moorpark College, and I made, like, a pretty good friend there. And yeah. he was really into the the mountain bike uh, jumps. Yeah. And uh, he actually ended up getting, like, fully paralyzed from the waist down. But he ended up making a full recovery. It was, like, a crazy, like, comeback story thing. That's nuts. Like, now he's, like, a weightlifter, so he's good. But, like, that stuff is crazy. Yeah, it's so easy to like land on your butt weird and just paralyze yourself. It's so scary because I had, I have a friend too. Um, his name's Matt. I'm I'm trying to get him on here too. He just had like a surfing incident and like stood up on the surfboard weird and then like swam to the beach and got to the beach and couldn't stand up. And he's been paralyzed since then, and that's been like a year ago. So, like that's just it's so scary. Like those stories, but it's pretty crazy. Uh, like just growing up, going to like skate lab. Yeah. I saw some pretty bad slams. Cause like just going to a skate park that often, you'll see it sooner or later. Yeah. But uh, I've, honestly at Woodward, I have not seen like I've worked there six, six weeks total. And I have never seen anything like, really gnarly okay the one week i worked there i saw something pretty bad basically do you know how poco loco you do the big like lap circle and everyone kind of goes in that like general direction yeah somebody went the complete opposite way and it was like some sort of bigger kid on a scooter it was two scooters yeah and uh his scooter handlebar went straight into some basically like a I would say like nine year old, maybe eight year old's face and knocked oh out his gosh. like three front teeth. No it was way, like really pretty gnarly. 
Yeah, it was the week that I was working there because I was watching Poco Loco on my like my that shift. That was like to watch your it. shift. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go get the trainers and everything, and then the kid ended up leaving. I felt kind of bad. Oh, that's but, that uh, sucks. Yeah, I I've heard there's been things around. There's once. that kid. Were you there that week when the kid uh, tried to do some trick off the 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 roof, like when we were having the movie and broke his leg? Nah, but uh, okay, I don't want to talk about it, but I've seen on this Instagram called Cancel Woodward. Some yeah, Cancel Woodward. Ones. Yeah, I've seen that Basically, too. Basically, so many are on that launch ramp from the target gap or whatever. I saw one where he, some kid ollied off the roof and landed on a smaller kid. Oh, on the the bike kid. Yeah, he like yeah. landed on a kid. That's... It was... <laughs> Yeah, because everyone's cheering because he landed the trick. He always off the roof, and there's just a kid that comes out of nowhere underneath him. Yeah, oh, that that could have been fun. And then him. the video just ends. Like, there's nothing after that. Like, you don't even see him land on the kid. Woodward, I still want a job there. Don't take this nah. wrong way. <laughs> nah, you're good. Uh, I've I've seen some comments of Carson commenting on the cancel Woodward page. I'm like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> somebody was gonna make it sooner or later i i i mean props to woodward they're doing the best they can they're doing great stuff so yeah uh, it, it's an action sport place it's gonna happen oh yeah that's that's exactly like i mean that's just what you that's part of what you sign up for what are the the possibility of that's why they have insurance that's why they have insurance but yeah i mean you got to get hurt sometimes speaking of kids like not getting hurt have you heard the stuff about how like in america they're making playgrounds too safe and kids aren't getting hurt so then they're like not learning how to get hurt so they're getting more hurt later in life it's some like psychology thing i feel like i haven't really seen it because like out in simi all the like playgrounds are kind of old school like got like monkey bars and the slides and everything but right. uh, and I totally get that though, because my nephew's like that. Like, he he just got like a little dirt bike for his age. My dad had to like modify it to put it down the speed because he kept going too fast and like getting whiskey throttle and almost dying. Oh my so, gosh! Uh, yeah, he's got what? it down now, but uh, he's a little crazy kid. Yeah. No, they like are making playgrounds less hazardous and less easy for kids to hurt themselves and it's like that's the age when you probably should be hurting yourself because that's how you learn that's when you're flexible and can rebound back from it whereas when you get older yeah, and you don't heal. know how to like i have i have a friend who he didn't really do much of the outdoor stuff as a kid and he got like a one wheel and so he's been like obsessed with this one wheel so he's been riding it around but he keeps like pushing it past its limits and falling but he doesn't know how to fall so he falls like straight to his head and doesn't roll. And oh, he's just, just really destroyed just himself. It. Yeah, just ragdolls it. And I'm like, geez, we need to push this kid down a hill and teach him how to roll because got a pretty yeah, bad Yeah, that's one of the biggest the things I've seen in skating that gets people. Like they just, uh, they're new to it. They, they're kind of older and they just don't know how to fall off of it because it's pretty yeah. hazardous. This dude well, on PAL? Oh, okay. Actually, I'm not going to bring that up. He he didn't 
share it once. Uh, never mind. <laughs> oh, gotcha. No, you're good. The, um, yeah, because falling is like most of the skill, like being confident and being able to get out of whatever trick you're trying is what convinces you to be able to try it. I feel like a lot of the time. So being able to yeah, fall is an important big air. skill. Doing the big airs is pretty safe. I'm not going to lie because it's a lot safer than a bike or like especially a bike. I, I don't I feel like scootering might be the same, but I yeah. can just kind of let go of my board. It might hurt my board, but like and then just go to my knees. But like I feel like gone. for scootering, yeah. you might like break your scooter or something. But well, yeah, like I literally I chuck my skateboard. Yeah. I, I, I'm never worried about that. If it breaks, it breaks. But I guess with the big air stuff, if you throw your scooter to like flatten the lens on the handlebar, it might snap, but typically you're all right. But yeah. Talk to me actually for a second about Powell. How'd you get on that? How'd you get in with those guys? Okay. So like years ago, I could have joined them cause like I knew a bunch of kids that were on it and I was just skating with them all the time at this skate park called, uh, Orange County, uh, fans indoor skate park it has the combi it had a really good street course right. i don't want to go off topic but someone died there uh, biking oh really that's right that's why they accident. shut it down i remember that yeah i heard the story uh he did a big air and cut his neck on a light like one of the fluorescent lights yeah and like it and cut an artery or something and bled out but uh, yeah i heard about that too because i went to that skate park I was about to say, I'm like, I missed all of this because I was never in San Diego. I walked into that skate park. I didn't have my scooter or skateboard or anything, and I wasn't really big into it at that time because um, I was younger. But I went to that skate park before it closed down. I do know that. So it's back to Pal. Yeah. Like, I was... Okay, before Pal, I actually got a pro board with this company called Moonshine. Really? I was on them for at least eight years. They were really cool. I loved it. It was fun. But I can't lie. I felt like I wasn't really going anywhere. My Instagram wasn't really growing. Right. They, I wasn't really getting as much support as I used to, like when I was younger, because I, I don't know. But uh, this kid named Magnus, this relates back to like Furt Ramps being local. He got this little messed up. Uh, backyard vert ramp it used to be in the valley used to have no skate light just uh whatever that wood's called underneath and uh it was super janky like if you went to your knees you're gonna get caught on like a screw or something and like yank your knee a little bit oh yikes um jeff grasso before he died he's got a vert ramp at hb he donated all of the skate light um really when they reskinned it to this little backyard vert ramp. It was called the Time Machine. It's not in the valley anymore because the, dude, the dude's house that it was staying at, he has yeah. a son who's a pro skater. His name's Victor uh, Artua, I believe. Super good uh, street skater. I'm not really sure why he ended up having like a backyard vert ramp. but uh, <laughs> Interesting. They ended, they ended up moving. Yeah. So this little kid named Magnus... Uh, Magyar, who's, who's a local, used to skate Skate Lab all the time, super gnarly, does 540s. Uh, he was at that same uh, week that I worked, so he was there. Yeah. Um, he ended up with that vert ramp, built it even bigger, got newer skate light, and moved it to uh, Thousand Oaks, uh, out by where he lives. 
and right. uh, he just has it in his backyard. And for like the past year, I, or I'd say like year and a half, I've been going there because I, I was good friends with him from uh, growing up, going to skate lab with him all the time. Right. And both his parents are super chill. And like, if you're like a decent skater, they'll let you come skate. Uh, if you're kind of bad, they're kind of worried. They might, they make everyone sign like the waiver so they can't get sued or whatever. Well, yeah, but that's uh, smart. most most people they let skate. It's just like if you don't have the skill level for it, they may might not. But uh, I've just been going there for like a year and a half. Just been like really getting my uh, vert skills up, and uh, basically, so like been this past he year. got on pal. Yeah, it's been like. I would say almost right after that year when I worked at Woodward, they like really got it up and running because uh, they had it there for a while. They had it halfway done, but uh, they got like, there's this big skate crew out here of old dudes, all super chill guys. Yeah. They're like the dudes that are at the skate park at like six in the morning, like in the morning sesh or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they came by, like helped a ton, really built it up, really like resheated it and everything also magnus's dad got throw out he put a lot of work into it too right um magnus got on pal like i i honestly have no idea when but uh, a lot of the pal guys would come out and skate this guy this guy named uh matthew spencer he's one of the old dudes who is part of that crew and he would go to skate lab all the time he really like influenced my skating i'd say because He's really gnarly, even for like an old guy. Like he sends, right? And uh, he's best friends with, well, not like best friends, but he's pretty good friends with the pal team manager. So the pal team manager would start coming out to these vert sessions at Magnus's house, and uh, I don't know if that's like how Magnus got on pal, but uh, it, it could be. Magnus right. is definitely good enough to be on pal. Like I think a. Uh, he he has his own Insta that's big and like a TikTok that's gotten like millions of followers and stuff. Oh jeez! But yeah. uh, I was just having good vert sessions with the Pal team manager bunch like every uh Tuesday and Thursday because those are like the vert sesh days. Right. And I was still on Moonshine and he just like threw it at me if I like ever wanted to go on Pal. And then uh, this is like a year after I I've had my pro board like i didn't want to leave moonshine too early because i felt bad because they just got me like a pro board i felt like i had to put some work in for them i didn't want right. to like get my pro board and then like two months later just like back out of it so <laughs> be like, oh, I chilled with them oh, for sorry, a while never mind. Yeah, yeah chilled with them for a while like at least a year did my thing and then uh finally i was like okay can i can i still join pal and he was like yeah uh, here and he like straight up gave me the board he was riding uh, not with like the trucks and wheels but like we rode the same size deck so he let me like just take he, his like, deck took all the hardware off and just gave you the deck yeah cause uh I still had my moonshine board or whatever right and uh that was like sort of how I got on pal but like before that uh this dude named kiko francisco super duper gnarly pool skater like one of the best styles invert right uh 
I sort of grew up skating with him also, and he's been on PAL for at least, like, 10 years. And, like, I'd say, like, four years back, back when I was still on Moonshine, I got the offer to join him. But I was just, like, I really wanted that pro board, and I knew the pro- the board was coming, so, like... Right, and you knew I just decided that... to stick with them or whatever. Yeah. On so, Moonshine, you really, it was just... Yeah, because they promised me I would, and they they were given a whole bunch of skaters pro boards. Right. Uh, one of the most famous pro skaters that was on Moonshine is Clay Kreiner. Oh, yeah. He was on Moonshine when I joined, and that was, like, one of the main reasons I joined. Because, like, Clay Kreiner's a big air guy, super duper gnarly. Like, when he was on the team and I was on the team, I was so hyped. I was, like, ecstatic. Yeah. But once he left, I, I kind of got I was a little depressed, but... uh. <laughs> I still wanted the pro Where board. Where did he go? It, uh, he he kind of rode for uh for nobody for I think like a year or two, just kind of gotcha. like whatever board like he got like because I saw him on a whole bunch of different decks. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, once madness became a thing, I saw him. He went to that. So he's like a yeah, big madness part of got madness big now. Really quick. Yeah, they had the. Uh, they have probably the best fur team out of all the teams, I feel like. Or wow, that's... one of the best. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, the real reason I got on PAL is those vert sessions with the team manager named DeVille. And he that's... just liked my skating, my style, and sort of recruited me. And well, it's cool that ever he since like, came then, back to you. Yeah, he's cool that he left the invite open. Yeah, honestly, like, I was, like, really, really torn on what to do at first, because I got the invite, but I was still on Moonshine. I did not know what I wanted to do. And, oh, I have to throw this out there. The Matthew Spencer guy, I think, helped convince DeVille that I wasn't really happy with Moonshine, because I'm not much of a talker. Hey, good right. night, Roland. Why are you on your oh, oh, it's all good. Sorry, buddy. Good, good, good night. Sorry, my nephew walked in. No, you're good. Uh, I think he helped convince him that I wasn't happy with Moonshine, and after one of the sessions, he just threw it out there I could join. And like a month later, I finally was like, kind of got the balls to tell Moonshine, like, okay, guys, it's been a good run. I've had a really fun time, and you guys have done a lot for me. But it's time I, like, just try something new. Right. And uh, I left them, and they were really chill about it. And yeah. ever since I joined PAL, it's been crazy. Like, PAL is such a crazy company. They tr- they really treat their riders really great. Like, I've never had, like, a company that pays for my food after I skate. Like, we all go get food after every skate session together oh, really? and like eat food together sometimes we'll pay for your gas they really when hook you're it like up with filming uh, with them or just anytime you guys go out and skate together uh mostly almost every time we go out and skate it's like a film day right like we go and have fun okay one of the coolest things i think about uh pal that they've been doing right now that i think is different from a lot of other skate companies is they're really going out of their way to go to skate shops just local skate shops all around. That's so like, we'll good. We'll go to a skate yeah. shop 
for like an hour, maybe 30 minutes before we go and film. And we just hang out and uh, just talk to the people running it, see see what's selling. Like he always asks what's selling, trying to get like an idea of like what he could do better or whatever. Right. And uh, it's just been super chill because sometimes the skate shops have a bunch of kids and they're just all hyped to see like some because sometimes Andy Anderson will be with us or like. Right, because Andy's dudes. on Powell, right? Yeah, Andy's on Powell. Uh, I'd Is say the Christopher three Hyatt biggest people. Powell. Yeah, Christopher's on Powell. He's always out during the film day, so I've had many sessions with him, and he's a super cool dude. Yeah, he seems really cool. Uh, Kevin Hofler, the dude who got second in uh, the Olympics for street, is on Powell. Oh, really? Wow. And uh, Sakura Yokosumi, I, I don't uh-huh. know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. She no, got first about. in the pool uh, in the Olympics, and she's also on PAL. And I got to meet her and pretty much everyone, and they've all been super chill and really nice what people a team, so far. So. What a team to be a part of. That's so cool. Like, uh, it's just crazy. Like... I'm not getting paid for skating, but like, like, like literally everything else that's being paid for. It's like such a dream, honestly, right now. But it's, it's, it's not costing you anything is the, is where you're getting paid is you're able to do these things. Yeah. Cause, Cause like they take us to food. Most of the time they'll give us gas after to like, cause, uh, we do drive pretty far places. So. Most of the times, if we go, like, really far, they'll give you gas money just to get home or and, like, even right. extra. Like, he always fills my tank every time. Right. That's nice. Well, there's, like, um, are there different teams on Powell? Is there, like, an AM team and a pro team? Or are you guys just all on the same contract? Or, uh, like, how does that work? Basically, I'm not 100% sure how it works. But, uh... Pal and Pal Skate Shop are kind of different entities. Pal Skate okay. Shop sponsors a bunch of AMs, but also like sort of hard sponsors a bunch of people too. And then okay. Pal Skateboards also does the same thing. So I'm a little bit confused on how like how all that works because we okay. do have a whole bunch of AMs on the like official Pal team, but then there's a bunch of AMs that are on the Pal Skate Shop team as well. Okay. And I never really went onto the Pal Skate Shop. I just got lucky and just sort of got into straight up the Pal team. You were just hanging out with the right people. Um, one thing that, like, if you check the Pal uh, website, yeah, to get on the team officially, they have to uh, pie you in the face with a like. They take like a pie carton. Fill yeah. it with whipped cream, and we'll pie you in the face. Right. And uh, they'll then they'll put your your uh, picture on the team page, and uh, with- that's when you're like officially on pal. Oh, okay. I, I don't really want to spoil it, but I'm gonna anyways. I got pied by like the pie thing, the cream pie to the face. Right. And uh, I'm still not on the like. Sk- the website page 
So I'm not like a hundred percent sure what's going on. To be honest, what's going on. But uh, <laughs> like guys, I've the, been the tied, dude before. Like... <laughs> Put me on. The dude before me who got pied was Dan Corgan, because uh, he used to be on Powell a long time ago. Apparently, uh, left and went to uh, Blockhead. I mean Blockhead Skateboards. Yeah, and then uh, just recently. The first time I went on like a filming day with them, he was there, and it was the first time he came back to Pal and like joined them. And that same day, they pied him in the face. <laughs> so, uh, Dan Corgan, official member of Pal right now. I love Dan's that. so rad. Also, yeah, I love that the like weird traditions that companies have to like initiate you. Um, I feel like there was another one of those that I was remembering. That had like a weird like seancey type thing. I don't remember, but that's going back to the whole skate shop thing. Like I like how you guys go and like just hang out at local skate shops and make that like a mission is something that scooter teams do not do, and I think that that's something that they definitely should do. So honestly, it's sort of been a recent thing. Like uh. The team like, manager, I remember, the like, bill sort of had the... Well, like, back in the day, they used oh, to sorry. do, like, the little... Um, no, you're good. The little skate park, like, demo things outside of skate shops. Like, that used to be the thing, like, back when my dad was skating, back in, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah, um... I, I'd say, like, within the last six months, because I, I only got on the team around six months ago. Right. Um, when I was first on the team, when we did our film days, like we weren't really stopping at skate shops. I would say like maybe two months in, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Deville who like came up, not like came up with the idea, but like really like started pushing it on us to start going to the skate shops, not not even to skate, just to hang out and like chill with the people in the skate shop. Say what's up. Uh, we we go to all the skate shops that are supplying a uh, PAL skateboard. So like, right. we're not just going to like any random skate shop, but uh, I've I've gone to like at least six or seven skate shops I did not know exist in like Riverside. Uh, we went to one on the way to Woodward. We went to one yeah. out in Bakersfield. A well, bunch in like LA. That's how you, as a brand, like that's how you grow people who are ordering your boards because if like the shop manager or the people at the shop are like hey i really like the powell team let's order some more powell boards then the chances of you like selling those boards makes more sense because the company's gonna or the shop is gonna be like oh we like these people let's promote their product right that'd yeah. be the business thought behind that it's like uh it's so like almost after every time we stop at a skate shop, we get like a big group photo. So there, there's been like a whole bunch yeah. of like group photos in front of skate shops. And uh, if the dude wants anything signed, like we'll sign it. That's like yeah, one thing. I love thing, that like, so much. Well, that's one thing that's really like changed for me because I've never been asked for a signature. I mean, a few times in skateboarding, even when I was on Moonshine. Like kids at Woodward or like at the skate park, 
they would just like ask me for a signature or something. I was just like, uh, I'm just some guy that skates. Like, <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest? I, I don't know. Oh my gosh! But once I got on Pal, it's different now. Like, and my my signature is like literally me printing my name because my cursive signature is so bad. So. <laughs> yeah, my signature's changed so many times because I used to have uh, this this youtube channel that got pretty big like really early like seven six seven years ago really early in scootering um that got pretty big and i the first time i went to woodward the kids were like wait are you this kid and i was like yeah and they're like oh my gosh can i have your signature and i'm like what i have to sign things so it's always hard to like figure out how to like sign things it's just such a weird feeling yeah uh one thing i want to mention like Skate Lab had some of the best scooters I've ever seen come out oh, of yes. there, at least. Yeah, Skate Lab. I, I don't know the their puns. names. I wasn't like, I'm not like the dude that's mean towards anyone. I don't really care right. what you're riding. I think as long as you're doing something like action sport, I think it's rad. Yeah. Like, but the dudes at Skate at Lab skate park, were bro, crazy. I'm, like, stoked for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh,. I, I saw someone do a front flip on flat. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything like that. Who was that skate lab? I feel like Tanner Fox was, that was like yeah. early times. Kind of. Yeah. I definitely remember uh, hearing his name a bunch. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. What a weird place. Like I saw videos from that place all the time and never got to ride it. So that was cool. What was the other one that popped up out of nowhere? Um, there was one skate park that came in. I know it was in California for like a very small amount of time. Hmm. Was it indoors? It was indoor. It was like the ramps were like painted green. Um, Mm. gosh, I don't remember, but there was a lot that come and go in that area for sure. So I don't know. I'm just trying to think back of all the videos and stuff, but. How many, there was like, one called uh, the Skate you... House and the Skate Academy. Sorry. Right. No. Um, how did you get into like competition skating and like how many comps have you done and what's your favorite? That's um, a lot of questions at once. Sorry. For how many I've done, I have yeah. no idea anymore. I've probably done over a thousand. I'm not even kidding about the number. Like, really? I've done so many contests. I'd say like 400 of them were probably Castle. I'm not even kidding. Like. Maybe like 600. Like, I literally went to every castle contest for like two years straight, no matter where it was in California. Uh, wow. Castle is like one of the sickest things for amateur skaters that you can like get into. It's really like beginner friendly and it's yeah. all about fun. But uh, one of the main reasons I even went to uh, Woodward the first time is. They used to give out these like big giant discounts to Woodward if you like won Castle, and I got one, so I got to go to Woodward. And after that, like I'd beg my dad every single year, I'd be like, "Hey, don't give me anything for uh, my birthday. Literally, just send me to Woodward." And he would he would do it, even though it's so expensive. So yeah, how, my dad uh... really really progressed my skating. Yeah, how many times were you a camper at Woodward? I would say I'm not sure the actual number, but like I've gone at least eight times as a camper. 
four of the times where, like, with the... You remember how you could get tapped or whatever? Yeah. Basically, back at Woodward, if you got tapped, you got a giant discount, and you could come back during the the final week. I forgot what they called it. Yeah. And then uh, some of the other times I went, because I got discounts through contests like King of the Groms and also Castle. King of the Groms is another contest got threw out there. Really good. Uh, it's like Castle, but I'd say a whole step above, like, you have to be, like, at least intermediate. Well, they had a beginner and then an intermediate and then an advanced. But right. it was a lot more competitive. Like, um, I got to go to Woodward one time for free because uh, I forgot what the program was. Uh, things got a little crazy, like, around my house. I was moving with my mom. Right. And if you were, like, in a certain income level, you could go there and... You could get like my mom was struggling back then, so I was able to do it, and I got to go into it. That's nice. So that's cool. I mean, not cool, but like the fact that you could go to Woodward in that situation was good. Yeah, my mom's chilling now. So yeah, that's those good. days I didn't even like realize that was going around because I was out skating every day at Skate Lab. <laughs> do you um, push kids to go do comps? Do you think it's a good way to like? get seen and stuff still yeah i think a contest is one of the best ways to get seen it, it, it helps build your confidence like no matter what sport you're in uh right sponsors are there because they're usually the ones sponsoring the contest yeah so uh I, I think it's just a good thing no matter what one thing i've seen is like some kids get way too into it like super competitive like a little, like almost like like, like cocky baseball. i'd say not like yeah oh my god the skateboard dads and moms are crazy some parents yeah, like, like definitely go too far thing. like they become like it's baseball like you get out i'm not kidding i've seen this at skate lab he took his kid out back to like the little walkway to the half pipe <laughs> yeah. <and> said, <clears throat> if you don't go out there and land this trick we're going home. And I heard him say that. I was like, oh, my God. I'm so happy my dad is just a nice person. And, like... Yeah, exactly. If, my dad... My, who cares, bro? Yeah. Of course I had I'm my trying dad to land get the mad trick. What, once. you think I'm not trying? I had my dad get mad at me once. But it was because we went, like... It was an eight-hour drive. And it, it was, like, this sort of big contest. And I was I just kept getting snaked over and over and over and i was sort of letting it happen he was like come on dude like we just drove all the way out here like just get out there and just try to do your best like right my dad never dictated my skating he just encouraged me and like he'd throw out tricks that like he thinks i should try to learn but i'd be like nah dad i don't think that trick's cool or something like <laughs> yeah i was like that kid but like looking back on it i just know he was just trying to get me like better or whatever right what have you ever had like dreams to go to x games or the olympics now that that's a thing or any of those level like yes working towards that or what yeah i used to do the do tours and i have done van park series yeah i saw that you did the vans thing that was cool for the olympics i literally tried out for the men's team of america 
So I, I, I did shoot my shot on that one. Uh, you gonna try again next every- next time? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try again. Like, as long as I'm like skating competitive and like trying to push my skating that like higher, I'm yeah. gonna like keep trying to do these contests just to like push myself. Like, right? Because I've always grown up watching people like Pedro Barros or like Lincoln Ueda or like. Bucky Lassick or Bob Burnquist, like all these names right, in those yeah. contests. So just so to you be wanna, able to do it would just definitely be a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. Get your name in there for sure. Well, there's like, I feel like the pool, I, I mean, I, I don't really know that much, but the pool as far as vert skaters is a lot smaller and like pool skaters. So yeah, I feel like it's like you have like your trippy. community. It's it's kind of trippy because some of the some of the kids I grew up skating with are like they're doing the X Games now like right Liam Pace and like Tate Crew and like even Gavin Botner so uh, if yeah if I ever get like opportunity to do the X Games or Bands Park Series I'm gonna definitely like shoot my shot just to like see how good I do but I'm not yeah. gonna like beat myself up over it. But right. uh, it's, it's totally for the opportunity and for like to say you've done it. I feel like, yeah. Um, and then you get there and you put a good rundown and you're like, "Holy shit, I might be able to actually place!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'd say like the closest I ever got to like doing really good in a pro contest is they used to have this contest at that indoor vans, the one that got shut down, called yeah. the. Uh, let me think. The, mm, what's it called, man? It used to be the ProTech Combi Pool Party, but I'm pretty sure ProTech stopped sponsoring it, so they just changed it to the Combi Pool Party. And right. I won. I mean, uh, they had like a a pre qualifier. I made it in. Oh no, uh, they did the pre qualifier. I won the pre qualifier. Like I got first in that. Wow. Then the qualifier happened, and uh, I took, like, a really bad slam, and uh, I ended up not qualifying. I, like... Oh, dang. I need to, like, repost that footage, because that was, like, probably one of the best runs I ever threw down. And, uh... I don't know, I still got to go there and hang out with everybody, but I was, like, pretty bummed, because... Not only did I not make it, but I was, like, kind of hurt after for a little bit. Yeah, because you were, like, favored uh, to to qualify, for sure, because you won the pre-qualifier. And then you just, it just yeah. fell apart. That's the worst feeling. I like, really one wish they heard back it. that contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be a great contest. I don't know. The whole contest scene is so, like, I watch it but I don't know what like the behind the scenes of it is. So I'm like, really, I'm really listening contently right now. Cause it's so cool to me. Uh, ever since, uh, the pandemic hit, it's sort of like, it became different for a while. Like they literally right. weren't doing a single contest for like years. Uh, right. I'd say this like last year, they like with the Olympics and the park series starting to go down again. Um, one of the ones that I did do is they did the Tony Hawk Vert Alert. I didn't do the recent one. Like, they just had one in Colorado. 
Right. But I like I literally can't do it because I have a broken arm right now. But uh. Oh, that's yeah, that sucks. How'd how'd that happen? Sorry. Oh, I have but. foot. I have footage. This kid named uh Cali Borders. Uh, his real, like his actual name. That's his Insta. Is yeah. uh Julian Al Algular or something? He right. just dropped a part for uh FP Shewin Souls. FP Super gnarly. Souls? No way. Yeah, I need to get. Yeah, some of yeah. Those. He's he's gonna be like a next level kid for sure. Oh really? Um, yeah, honestly, I believe he's gonna be like. Oh, is he that little street cater- skater? Little kid street that just kid with Instagram? the mohawk helmet. Yeah, he made that Instagram. Yeah, his brother. I, okay, I broke my. Well, he since he's on Pal also, he's there every. Well, he's usually there every day. We do the like the the filming days, like just going out and filming all together. Right. And uh, we were at some like spot. And we filmed like a whole like two hours there. Threw down a bunch of tricks. He's gnarly, so he threw down something like crazy. We were yeah. getting tired. I like started. I went into the wash because the the skate spot has a wash right next to it, below it. And right. I like walked down it a while, and I found another skate spot, one that we weren't even like skating at all. Like, right. We didn't even go there to skate it, and I just saw it, and I thought it looked gnarly. And uh, he came over with me, with his brother, uh, Quentin. His brother, yeah. Quentin, is a freestyle kid. He's super gnarly also. But uh, he's more like a filmer slash editor, I'd say. And yeah. uh, he had the big... Oh, uh, So I, do, I did the trick that I broke my arm with. But I did it with a grab, like it was a tail drop into this like super steep, uh, ditch wall, and it had like oh, that. Geez. Yeah, it had that like stucco stuff that like builds a ramp at the bottom, like little concrete thingy. Yeah, the little and, like uh, concrete transition thing. Yeah. So I like I landed it, stuck it, like I have that on film on my phone. Came back with the big camera. And uh, Quentin filmed me break my arm. Oh, that! Oh, if I tag Hall of Meat, it might be in it. But uh, so yeah, wow. came back. I tried to do the tail drop, no hands this time without grabbing, because like I was like, okay, right. now we have the big camera. I'm gonna throw down a little harder. Yeah. Uh, everything. I like tail dropped, landed it, was going down. Everything was good, and right when I hit the. The part that like curves that is like that little like DIY concrete part that like built onto the onto the wall. Uh, I guess when my feet like slipped off my board and like literally my full like speed just went straight into the ground and I broke yeah. my uh I'm trying to think what bone it is. I have it here somewhere. But I broke my arm and then I also like dislocated my elbow. Oh, wow. Uh, not so you the... just went... Or, like, here. Frick. I have it here. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do. I'm looking through my doctor's notes. Yeah. Oh, it's called the radius bone. So I broke my radius bone and also okay. dislocated my elbow. Wow. So you literally just, like, hit the bottom. <laughs> yeah, just full speed splatted on the floor. I tried <laughs> oh to, like, God. put my shoulder out, I'm pretty sure, to, like brace for impact but like i just ended up just bending my arm the wrong way 
Uh, oh no! How how tall is this drop? Like into the bank. Mm. Okay. Uh, I actually have a way for you to see it because uh, do you know Bev Up? Um, Bev Up. If you go on yes, YouTube heard of it. and look up Bev Up, let me let me look. He just was at the skate spot. And uh, if I can just find it really, really fast. Let me just scroll through like two of these videos. Nathan Bevupco? Is that who I'm looking for? Yeah, that's exactly him. Uh, this, the video that is wasn't going to skate, he is at that skate spot. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, this guy. I watched this guy. All right, let me, let me take yeah. a look. Okay. At 319, or... Uh, a little before that, he's actually at the spot, but you can't see the top. I tail dropped oh off the God. very top from the onto top. that wall. Yeah, wow. and uh, over like the big. Uh, there's like a giant. There's a little hole at the bottom, and then a bigger hole at the top. And I tail dropped over the hole onto the wall and tried to ride down and like slam straight into the floor. <laughs> wow. I don't have the footy. That's why I haven't released it. Right. Um. But so, so you were Quentin's dropping like, had... next next to this big hole, right? Yeah, yeah. To the left side of the big hole, they have like a, a bigger hole at the like above it. I yeah. was above that bigger hole, tail dropping over that hole onto that like ramp thing. Right, like and it, it, I did <laughs> it, I landed it, I have it on film like with a grab. But I was just That's I didn't nuts. think the grab was like cool enough. So yeah. like the second try, I came back, tried it, just tail drop, no grab, and that's when like disaster struck. And I hate Matthew, to that's say a this, wall. <laughs> I hate to say this, but like I literally told uh, Julian, the one who just made an Insta, because he was up at the top of the wall with me. I was like, "Yo, this is a bad idea." Like right before <laughs> I did it, I don't know why I still did it. I like yeah. straight up was like, "Oh, this is literally a bad idea." But then I said, okay, there's only one way to get down now, because I was at the top of the wall. <laughs> right. How did you get to the top? You walk around um, the side? If you just run at the wall really hard and like just kind of run up it, it is not just a straight flat wall. It sort of does have like some transition on it. No, yeah, there's a, there's a there's some curve to it. Which um, is not much. I ran up it, and then I think I like put my board... like down so julian can run up it and like grab my board and then pull them up or whatever and uh oh, I, think I, I think i have a picture i think i have a better so yeah i'm gonna release that footy at some point if you want to check out that... my me break my arm at matthew yeah. Wilson, i'm just kidding <laughs> definitely gonna, yeah, so, um, okay okay add, uh, can you see can you see me because like oh uh yeah let me sorry I'm there's that on a different tab right now yeah, yeah, hole, above right? that that hole above that, that hole? he's so, above so the hole that's dropped, above him. So you tail dropped from above that hole onto the wall and then do the transition. Yeah, I have it on a. Oh, actually, I can send you like a really pixelated video because I need the guy to send it through AirDrop because my phone right. is kind of like I have an iPhone seven right now. I do have right. an iPhone thirteen. Uh, just I haven't like gone to the store to set it up because I have some passwords <laughs> gotcha. I need to figure out first. 
because yeah. I have some cryptos and some accounts that I need to get out. But uh, that's another story. <laughs> uh, yeah, on install, I'll literally send you the one I landed right now. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see it. It's going to take me a second to find it. And then when I do the uh, – when I put your podcast thing on Instagram, can I put that on there or no? Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, here I'll it do is. a little profile thing. <laughs> okay. There's that stupid little hole right there. This is the one I landed. This is not the slam. I don't have the slam on footy yet. Right. I need him to airdrop it to me next time I see him. And this, I should have got airdropped to me as well, but I forgot because like, my arm was all broken. And I, <laughs> yeah. I need to hit yeah. up the guy. You can't really get this. the footy very well when you're you know, absolutely destroyed. I have to say, there's another dude there, too. Um, his name's Kenny. Super cool guy. Uh, I don't know how he's affiliated with uh, Pal at all. I think he's just really good friends with DeVille, the team manager. He's the funniest dude oh, in the yeah, world. Yeah. He's the one that filmed this uh, clip. Basically, when okay. we filmed this clip, I went back. They were still filming like some stuff that was kind of important at the other spot. So only Julian and his brother came over, but they brought like a big camera. And uh, so I do have it on like some crispy big camera footage. Yo, it because the trees there, you can't even tell you're doing a grab drop. But yeah, like, like, it, you can barely tell in this video. I should just grab dropped it again. I know I wouldn't have fell on the grab drop. Yeah, uh, you just tried to get too loosey goosey with it, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes. But yeah, I could imagine just jumping off of that straight into the ground. That couldn't have felt good. So, uh, yep, that that's my story. Where is this of how ditch I, at? Uh, Anaheim Skate Park. Uh, let me try to find it, because there's actually a nice skate spot right next to that, too. Like a big one that a lot of people are skating. Um, if you right. rewind on that Bev video, they actually yeah. are at that skate spot. Like, um, at 2.50, from, okay, from from 1 minute and 28 seconds to, like, 2.50, they're just skating that skate spot. That's the spot yeah. that we are skating, but right next right. to that spot is that uh, wash, like, right under it. And uh, I got, oh, like, I... the footage I wanted from there, and I was kind of done with that spot. I wasn't really having, like, fun on it as much. Basically, also in this uh, the Bev video, they added like a bunch to it. Like, oh, gotcha. there's like a whole fresh looking wall there that wasn't there. But oh, uh, interesting, because people have been going there more. But yeah, now I guess. Let me try to find it. There's actually a nice skate park that's walking distance away too. That's crazy. Well, I I've seen a lot of these skate spots, like the ditch spots, are like really not that far from skate parks. Uh, okay, I think on Dan Corgan, if you want to go to Dan Corgan videos, I mean his YouTube, oh man, I don't know Dan what video Corgan? Yeah, he's another dude on PAL. He's got like a pretty banging YouTube right now. Right. Yeah, I've seen his videos too. Oh, wait, he wasn't there that day. Sorry. Ah, oh, frick. Chris, Chris was there. Chris Hyatt was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Let me. Is it on his YouTube? Uh, I don't think so. Dang it, it was on someone's YouTube. Gotcha. This is the craziest thing about Pal. So, Dan Corgan has a YouTube channel. Pal has a U- yeah. YouTube channel. Chris Hyatt has a YouTube channel. This guy named uh, Zach. Zach Doling has a YouTube channel. All these YouTube channels are like actually like sort of popular, like banging YouTube yeah. channels right now. Yeah. So like I... I'm sort of like, hmm, I'm just a vert guy. Like, I'm not really bringing a YouTube channel to the table either. <laughs> but uh, just a, I think that's that's where you could have, you know, dude, me, some there's like, individuality, you know? Me and AJ and also Kiko Francisco. AJ Nelson yeah. is another vert guy. We're right. sort of like the vert young dudes on the team. Also, uh, I have to throw it out there. Frick, I can't think of his name right now. Hiracule. Hiracule Fagundes. He is also a vert guy. Yeah. I'm just trying not to forget anyone. I don't... There's also, like, (laughs) the obvious people, like, uh, there's Ben Hatchell, and then, uh... Oh, my God. There's too many people. What's it? Brad McLean. Brad McLean is also on it. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, Anaheim Skate Park is the skate park that is near there. I'm still trying to find like. You probably just look up Anaheim. Who filmed skate that park. day? Somebody filmed that day. That's the part that is confusing me. That's crazy that you have so many oh. people YouTubing all the time. Yo, another big YouTuber is Ray Corey, but also, uh, John. Oh my God, it's gonna kill me if I can't remember him. Johnny Bradford is also a YouTube uh, YouTuber. Wow. Yeah, there's like also Kiko started his own YouTube. This guy named Victor, who's also on the team, started his own YouTube. And the list goes on. There's like actually these, like, three more YouTubers. How do you feel about the? I feel like, like I need to learn how to edit and start making a YouTube. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, like, how do you feel about the YouTube skateboarders? Because I know a lot of like the core people or whatever are like get mad about it uh i don't know hanging out with like dan that's like changed my mind about all that because even before i got on pal i used the only person from pal i like watched on youtube was dan i didn't even right well he wasn't on pal when i was watching him he i just thought he was some funny dude who like was always at cool spots doing uh interesting tricks and always hanging out with like gnarly skaters, so his videos always are always Dan, like. Yeah, I watched Dan too. I thought he was just like, "Oh, I'm skateboarding today. I might as well film something." Like that's how I felt about his YouTube channel. It wasn't like, "Oh, I need to skate so that I can record a YouTube video." It's like, "Well, I'm skating anyway. Might as well pull a camera out." Like that was always the vibe that I got. Yeah, I think uh, like a whole year ago, he just. He started doing it, and then uh, once he got it, like, going, he's just been posting yeah. daily, like, for, like, literally more than a few months straight. I don't know how he does it. He is a machine on YouTube. He pumps, yeah, like, content nuts. like nothing. Um, okay. I actually think I have found someone who filmed that skate park. 
Oh, really? I just need to, like, find the video. <laughs> Who are you looking at right now? Okay. If you go to Ray Corey, he's another YouTuber. <laughs> That's crazy that there's so many on your team. Um, Ray what? Ray Corey. Ray Corey, okay. And if you go down a few rows, he has a title named Inward Heal or Pressure Flip. I'm actually in the video at the beginning or whatever. <laughs> this is the same day I broke my arm. This is that skate park we sessioned before. Um, so yeah, this is one right. of the things uh, Pal does. Like we all go to skate parks. Uh, a lot of the people try to film their own video like separately because we try right. not to like cross the content because like a lot of the people following each other, uh, all the YouTubes are from Pal, and you don't want to just sh like shove the same content down their throat or whatever. Right, because that'd be okay. But uh. Yeah, this skate oh, park yeah, there was you super are. sick. And uh, we skated that, went to the spot, that other spot, and then went. Then I found that below spot that I ended up getting hurt at. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're playing skate right now. Yeah, crazy thing is uh, the guy who he's playing skate against in that video, Zach Doling, He's on yeah. Battle of the Barracks for uh, the game of Skate. Really? Um, yeah, he is a monster at flat ground, but not even that. He is, I would say, one of the most underrated street skaters I've ever seen. That's one thing about Pal that like I feel weird about. Like, they have some skaters that I feel like like are kind of underground. Like, they're so good. Yet, like, kind of unknown. He's not one of them because, like, he's got a big YouTube channel now and, like, a big Insta. But, uh, like, we have some Brazilians on the team that are, like, actually crazy. And actually just cracked and just, like, nobody knows who they are. They are. There's a lot of that in scootering, actually. There's a lot of kids who are just absolutely nuts, but they, like, their mom films their videos or something and they just, they look awful. And so they don't get any followers. Um, yeah, that was kind of me until I got on Pal, to be honest. Yeah, it's like, oh, get, my little like, brother dad, filmed this, film and you're like, me. head chopped. Out of I, frame. I'm always at the dad cam or whatever, like a little shaky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, I think that was, we're, we're approaching like an hour and 15, so it's a little longer than I even expected to do, but... Um, yeah, it's it's been a good conversation. I want to ask you just like one more question, and that's like, if you're talking to, say, younger self or a kid who's just trying trying to get into like skateboarding and stuff, like, what advice do you have to somebody trying to get into the industry? I would say, um, don't be afraid to like post your skating. I was really critical of my own skating for too long. Like, I wouldn't post clips. Because I didn't think they were good enough. And right. I, d I was too afraid to like ever start a YouTube channel or even branch out to other like social medias. Like uh, I really started my social media stuff sort of late because like I just I didn't really understand the internet too well. So I'd say like definitely try to get out there and like get your skating out there. Like you never know what'll happen. And also, is that the uh, way to do it? That in contests? 
yeah, that contest. Um, there's like other ways to do it too. Like, I'm just trying to think. Like, mm. being on the right teams will also do it. Like, right. I almost feel like you almost don't need to have a social media if you're on the correct teams. Because I know some skate pros who straight up like don't have social medias at all, but still are out there a ton. One of them I can think of, he's got a big Insta, but uh, I don't think he has a YouTube or like anything else. I think he just posts like Insta, and half the time it's not even his own skating. This is everyone's favorite skater. It's Grant Taylor. Like, yeah. uh, he, he's just on the right teams. Like, uh, Antihero makes a bunch of YouTube stuff. They're always releasing parts and stuff. So, I'd say also, like, send uh, sponsor me tapes to people. Like, I never ever did that. I just kind of, like, would try to be at contests and, like, also, like, you got to be social. I was the kid that was really quiet and, like, would just stay in the pool and, like, never really branched out to try to talk to people. Right. Yeah, but it's another so much thing more is like, about networking. Yeah. I hate saying that word, I feel like but it's... If, if you're a good t- people person slash talker, you can really get far in skating, like, even if you aren't, like, the greatest skater. And uh, not, like, in, like, a bad way, like... You could straight up have, like, a YouTube channel of your skating just trying to learn tricks. I've seen, like, certain YouTubers do that and, like, grow their YouTubes to humongous, like, levels. But also, like, I feel like you have to have fun. You can't, like, let it just become a job. Because once that happens, I've seen too many skaters that have, like, all the talent of the world, but, like got too serious and just sort of burnt themselves out and then like quit. Right. Yeah. It's so easy to do. Like you just like get into it so much and it becomes your job because you're like, Oh, I want to be a pro skater. Oh, I want to be a pro skater. And then out of nowhere, you're like, Oh, I'm a pro skater. And then you're like, wait, this means that I have to like be a professional at it and like do all the business things and like promote myself. And it just becomes way too much for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, so, so, some people I've seen had have success going all or nothing. This is like, I'm not trying to be mean. I've known several skaters from Brazil who come to California with like almost nothing. Like they, they like live at their friend's house and like just it's all or nothing. Like they come out here and they have to skate and like try to progress themselves or they're going to have to end up going back to Brazil or whatever. Right. And uh, I've seen some, like, succeed. And it's like, I feel like the people who are, like, super-duper passionate, like, always end up succeeding. Right. Because there's um, no other option. Yeah. And then, um, I don't want to be that guy, but, like, most of the people in PAL, like, go to school also. Like, uh, right. you got to have a backup are, plan. Cause, are in college of some sort. Yeah, I've gone to two different colleges. Right now, I have no backup plan. I'm just working a job and skating because I'm I'm yeah. a little unsure what to do anymore because I went to Park College for a year, uh, didn't know what to do, and then figured out I wanted to be a welder, then went to Pierce College and started welding, 
two yeah. of my friends uh, uh, went with me, dropped out, but now they work at SpaceX as uh, orbital tube welders or whatever. So they're really? killing it. That's yeah. Nuts. The reason we, I dropped out too. We all dropped out, but it it was like a super valid reason. Uh, corona hit and the pandemic hit, and they tried to teach welding online, and that doesn't work. It, it was really really bad. Like that's that doesn't it, work. It, it was an work. entire online class. Like you almost didn't go into the shop at all, and then we crammed in forty hours in the shop at the very end. But this is seven months after we did all the schoolwork, so like it, it just was really bad. And yeah, I'm not miserable. throwing any shade at like welding teachers. They're a welding teacher. They're supposed to be in the shop and like hands on and teaching you how to weld. Right, My welding teacher should be did not know how to do anything online. We had like a student run the class for her. I'm not kidding. It yep. was like kind of crazy. Um, I might go back into welding one day, but like, literally, I got on PAL after like dropped out, so I just uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep going thing. with PAL and skating. <laughs> yeah, I I did the same. I'm not even gonna lie, I did the same thing. I didn't drop out, um, but I thought about it. I reviewed a lot of options because I'm going to uh, Black Hill State University in South Dakota, but like online, and I'm living in Wyoming right now, so I like was going to university of Wyoming when COVID hit COVID hit. I decided that like I need to move back home. And I looked at like trades. I looked at doing like forest service stuff and like being a ranger. But then I realized that if you want to be a, like a ranger or work in forest service, you need a bachelor's degree before you can go into that program. So I was like, fuck, I guess I need to get a degree. So I uh, ended up just doing online school and it was like relatively easy and i just continued doing that and now i'm just about done so i'll be graduated in december hopefully so thank god yeah, yeah it's been so hard with covid bro to get in school done and i thought about doing like welding too because not to do welding just to know how to weld because i think it'd be fun yeah the, the long the more i did welding the more i realized like it's something that's going to beat your body up and the hours are kind of extreme. So I don't know yeah, if it's for true. me. Cause like, I feel like I need something well with like flexible hours so I can get out there to skate even like when I'm older. Cause I don't see right. my like urge to skate going away anytime soon. <laughs> right. Have you ever thought about like becoming part of Powell or starting a skate company or something along those lines? Uh, Yeah. I actually am, uh, I'm really thinking about it because right now I'm working at my aunt's business. She owns a sound company called Wilcox Sound because okay, gotcha. uh, my grandpa started it. Um, my dad's like a really successful sound guy. He did like sound for Fast and the Furious and he did most of American Horror Story and like a bunch of big shows and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I could have went into that. But uh, he, ever since I was a child, told me he hated his job and to not get into it. So I, I'm not going to go into it if my dad's telling me he hates it and not to go right. into it. But dad, what would you do if you got to do it again? Uh, he actually was a welder too. That's another reason I like went into welding. 
before he huh. got into the sound thing. So, gotcha. no, but, but you're uh, so passionate about skateboarding and stuff. Like I could totally see you starting a company or running pre an existing one. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, teaching kids how to skate. Actually, in Simi, they have like a a skate academy thing, and it's a uh, some of the people that were running Skate Lab run it. Um, if you're ever in Cali, the biggest skate museum in the world is in Simi still. Um, it's oh, at yeah. the Simi Mall. That is where right. they do the Skate Academy. They also have like a little half pipe in there. I've seen videos from inside there. I've not been there myself. But, uh, yeah, yeah that'd maybe totally teaching be skating or. Uh, Pal, where uh the Pal warehouse, the official Pal warehouse, like where everything's stocked and stored, is actually in yeah. Ventura, like, and Simi Valley is in Ventura County, so it's not like far at all. Right. So at some point, I like might hit up Deville, be like, "Yo, what, what about working for Pal one day or something?" Yeah. But uh, right now I'm kind of comfortable uh working for my aunt because she gives me really flexible hours. Um, I don't really have to, like, I can just, like, the day before, get, like, a text from Pal, and they're like, hey, we're going to go to this place, uh, can you make it or whatever? And I could just go up to my aunt and be like, hey, I want to go and skate that, like, I, I, yeah, Yeah. it just popped up, like, let me go and skate it, I'll, I'll make up, I'll do some makeup hours, like, on the weekend or something, and. Because I just sit in the back and I repair old uh, sound equipment. I solder stuff and make cables and repair the connectors. Right. So So it's not really like it's like when you can get it done kind of job, which is nice. Yeah. It's just getting the orders done on time or whatever. But uh, it's been fun. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Matthew, again for coming on and spending some time out of your day, taking some time out of your day to come and talk to me. Um, Oh, it's I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it's always good. I, I need to talk with more people about skating. I feel like I have like all these yeah. friends from high school. Like none of them are skaters, so I, I can't even like really talk to them about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got you got to have that community for sure. And I I really enjoy doing it. So that's why I started this in the first place. Is I just love action sports, any of them. So um, I thought that if I'm interested in it than other people have to be. So I thought there was possibly a uh, market there. So that's what I'm doing this for. And yeah, I learn a lot along the way. So, all right, well, I'm going to end the uh, the podcast here. Thank you guys again for listening. Thank you, Matthew, for um, coming and talking to me. And uh, I'll catch you guys in the next one. So thank you. <laughs>